is you saying, I know where I am right now. And I never want to drink again. I know where I want to go. That's the clarity, right? So you've got to have that. If you're thinking to yourself, oh, I think I want to moderate. If you're thinking to yourself, I don't think I want to do it forever. If you're thinking to yourself, uh, I just want to drink on weekends. If you're thinking to yourself, I just want to drink alone. If you're thinking to yourself, I just want to get under the gov government guidelines uh, of units consumed. It's going to be really difficult. Why? Because you're drinking an addictive substance. And if you're thinking in this way, likelihood is you're already addicted. So it's really difficult to get control of these addictive substances and become the boss, right? Welcome to the 1000 Days Sober Podcast. My name is Lee Davey. I am not an alcoholic. I refuse to be anonymous. I am someone that doesn't drink alcohol and I spend every wicked moment of my life helping other people do the same, like right now. So I've been thinking this morning, what do I want to talk to the beautiful strivers about? And um, there was loads of different things that I want to talk about, actually. And then I just got off a coaching call with uh, a client of mine who is a professional poker player. And we talked about something and I wanted to share it here because I, I think it uh, it could really help some of you who um, had this goal to be someone who doesn't drink alcohol and hopefully live consciously as well, right? I mean, I say that because I don't want to... I don't want to be teaching people to stop drinking, as I keep saying. I want to teach people to stop drinking and then use that achievement as a springboard to live in more consciously, right? I really do. So that's why I said that. Um, so what was we just talking about? So basically, this client of mine, he was a little bit worried. He was worrying, right? He's worrying a little bit about his progress as a professional poker player. and he was comparing himself to other people and he was asking questions such as, you know, well, um, why is that young buck um, able to win so much money or do so well? And I'm not able to, to get to that level yet. Right. Like why is this player uh, winning um, consistently? And I'm finishing ninth, eighth, seventh and sixth all the time. Right. And which really just, trying to get me to help him as a coach to understand why he's making um, uh, some uh, incorrect decisions at some vital times and perceiving that to be the difference between where he is now and mastery, okay? And um, so here's what I'll say with that. I mean, it really is comparable to being someone who doesn't drink alcohol, right? If you If you think about um, deliberate practice, which is this uh, school of thought. I can't remember. I think it was um, Anders Ericsson. It certainly came out of the Malcolm Gladwell book, but I think it was Anders Ericsson, deliberate practice. It's 10,000 hours, right? 10,000 hours of deliberate practice at a thing, and you will master it, okay? So this guy that I'm working with, you know, theoretically, if we follow the Anders Ericsson model here, if he applied himself to 10,000 hours of deliberate practice of being a poker player, then he will master being a poker player. Similarly, if you spend 10,000 hours of deliberate practice to become someone who doesn't drink alcohol and live consciously, then you will master that as well, right? This is why these two things are comparable, okay? And the first thing I think that you need to be thinking about if you are questioning 
whether or not you're doing the right things or you're um, at the right stage of your development in anything, including being a professional poker player or being someone who doesn't drink alcohol living consciously. The first thing is is clarity, right? You need clarity. Um, Dr. Richard Schwartz, who's been a guest on the show, the, the creator of Internal Family Systems, which is a really uh, important um, uh, psychotherapeutic model that we use here at Strive. You know, Richard Schwartz always saying about the eight C's of self, right? Like, and if you embody these eight C's and you spend enough time in these eight C's, thinking about them, feeling them, acting in them, then you will be in self-energy, right? You're going to be in self-energy. And one of these is clarity, right? You To be crystal clear about where it is you want to go, right? And where you are right now today. And the reason clarity is really important if you want to be someone who doesn't drink alcohol is you can come to Strive and we have Strivers now in this spot and we've had plenty before as well. Um, if you come to Strive and you are not sure, like you are unclear on what your mission is, right? Then you're in trouble. Okay. You're in trouble. And how does that show up? Usually uh, people come to Strive with a part of them. Um, so a part of their personality and or self energy, that essence that is like your acorn, your, the blueprint of the true majestic version of yourself, right? So either self or a part of you will be very clear that they don't want to drink alcohol ever again, right? But that part or self will be competing with other parts who are really scared about taking the commitment and taking the leap to be someone who doesn't drink alcohol ever. Like, I don't have a single part of my subpersonality, right? I don't, that is worried about never drinking again. I don't. And because of that, I have absolute crystal clear clarity that I will never drink again. That is my goal. I have clarity. It is so much easier for me to know how to get there, right? And where am I today? I know exactly where I am today. I don't drink, right? So I, I know exactly where I am today. Um, and this is, I think, when Alcoholics Anonymous uh, talk about um, uh, admitting that you're powerless and admitting that you're an alcoholic and defining yourself as that, as much as I don't follow that, um, I don't think that's completely healthy. What they're trying to do is they're trying to say, know where you are right now. That's what they're saying in that piece, right? I am an alcoholic is you saying, I know where I am right now. And I never want to drink again. I know where I want to go. That's the clarity, right? So you've got to have that. If you think it yourself, Oh, I think I want to moderate. If you're thinking to yourself, I don't think I want to do it forever. If you're thinking to yourself, uh, I just want to drink on weekends. If you're thinking to yourself, I just want to drink alone. If you're thinking to yourself, I just want to get under the gov government guidelines uh, of units consumed. It's going to be really difficult. Why? Because you're drinking an addictive substance. And if you're thinking in this way, likelihood is you're already addicted. So it's really difficult to get control of these addictive substances and become the boss, right? Will you ever be able to do that? I don't know. Like if you follow Stanton Peel's logic, for example, you know, maybe when you get to 80 or 90 years of age, you will be in self-energy so often that you can consciously drink alcohol um, and not have a problem with it. I actually can see that happening, right? Like I, 
I don't think, um, you know, most of the time when we're drinking alcohol is because uh, we are part activated. Our ego is in control. We're afraid of so much. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true for a lot of people who are entering the twilight of their lives, right? Um, so clarity is really important. You need to be, you need to know what you're doing. Now, whether that is I'm never going to drink forever or you join Strive and you take a quest um, and you choose to go 30 days alcohol-free or 60 days alcohol-free or 90 days alcohol-free, which are the three quests we have at Strive at the moment, at least you know and you have clear clarity like, I drank yesterday, but I'm not going to drink for the next 30 days. You have clarity. Really important, you know? And this client of mine, he has clarity. Like, he wants to be a professional poker player, right? He wants to be a professional poker player. And right now, he's a part-time or semi-professional poker player. Um, and so he knows where he is. He knows where, where he wants to get to, okay? Now, the next thing is really important is the roadmap. Like, how do you get from A to B, Okay. Um, and if you've never done it before, you you don't have a mental roadmap. And that can evoke uh, feelings of uh, fear and anxiety and stress and overwhelm, right? Because you literally don't know how to get there, okay? So this guy doesn't know what he has to do in order to be uh, the best po professional poker in the world, right? He doesn't have a mental map because he's never been there before, right? So what is my advice to him? Well, he's, he's, the advice is is to have patience. And I'll offer that advice to you. If you want to be someone who doesn't drink alcohol um, and you're not quite sure how to get there and you're worried about how to get there, right? Just have patience, okay? Have patience. A lot of times when people come to me and they say, Lee, in your professional opinion, um, do you think I'm ever going to make it like um, as someone who doesn't drink alcohol, right? Or you run away or you give up, right? A lot of times you're all, well, not all the times, all of the time, you're on the right path, right? You're on the right path. You're, you've got to get from A to Z. You're at position N or M. You drink, and then you say to yourself, ah, oh, I must be on the wrong path. I don't know what I'm doing. This isn't for me, and you give up, right? You're, the parts that use alcohol to keep yourself become too overpowering for you, and you give up, okay? So my advice to this guy was, hey, you, you are worrying that you're not on the right path. I'm just here to tell you that you are, all right? And trust me, as your guide, you're on the right path, bro. And if you just do the right things while you're on this path, you'll be all right, okay? You'll get there. It's not a question of whether or not you'll become a professional poker player. It's, it's, it's when you will. And, and for you listening to this, like it's, if, you, if you have made a decision and have clarity over 30, 60, 90, six months, a year, ever, never, ever, ever going to drink, whatever your, your, it is, if you have that clarity followed by conviction, then it's just a matter of when you get there, not if, right? And that's really important feedback. How do you do it? How do you get there? What do you have to do? Well, you know, I, I don't think the devil's in the detail. I really don't. So this is a client of mine. He is a, he's achieved mastery uh, as a barista. He's achieved mastery in sailing he's achieved mastery in marathon running now there could be some debate around what level of mastery that is when you compare to other people in the world but if i compare him to me he's at he's at a level of mastery so my invitation to him is systematize it have a look at what you had to do in order to be a top top marathon runner to be able to run a marathon without really thinking it right so 
you know, your, your implicit memory kicks in and you're just doing it. You just know what to do. It's like you're driving a car. You just know what to do. You know, like I'm Liza at the moment. She's in the UK. She's got to learn to drive stick. She's really worrying about it. And I'm saying, I know you're worrying about it. And that's cool. Of course, you're going to worry. Just know that in so many months time, you're going to be driving stick around the UK on the wrong side of the road, and you will not even be thinking about it, right? You won't be. So I've said to this client, have a look back, think back. How did you achieve mastery in these three areas of making coffee, um, sailing, and running? And apply that blueprint to poker and ask yourself, is it the same, right? And I'm telling you, you're going to find that it is that you're doing all the right things. Um, what are some of those things? Well, he is surrounding himself with people who know how to get to A to Z. He's able to bend their ear and ask them to review his game, review the steps that he's taken, and to give him feedback. And then he's able to test, tweak, and polish those things, right? He's in a community of people who are like-minded and share and have the same clarity. They share the same vision, right? Um, and he is more than willing and open to put the work in, to put the hours in, to learn, and to ask lots of questions, right? That's that's all you need, right? That's all you need. So how, how does that look uh, if you want to be someone that doesn't drink alcohol? Um, well, surround yourselves with people who have the same goal. Because if you hang around with people who ridicule people who want to stop drinking, and they just celebrate the fuck out of just drinking all the time, you're going to find it really difficult. So find a group like Strive or AA or This Naked Mind or One Year No Beer or Hello Sunday Morning if you're if you're in Australia or um, Laura McCowan or Holly Whittaker, any of these geniuses groups, go join them and be around people who have the same goal as you, okay? Because you're going to get a lot of empathy. You're going to get a lot of compassion. You're going to get a lot of love, right? And support. Also, surround yourself with people who know how to do it. So if you want to be someone who doesn't drink alcohol and live consciously, then I can help you do that because I don't drink alcohol, and I used to, and I am trying my best to live as consciously as I can every day. So I can share with you what works for me, and maybe and hopefully that works for you, right? So guides and mentors are really important. And this client of mine in the poker industry is now under the wing of three of the best poker players on the planet because he's in a community where these people are providing him with coaching. All right. Um, and then don't run away when things get tough. Don't run away when things get tough and have a review mechanism in place. Right. So today you drank alcohol. Why did you drink alcohol? So you have a little team of buddies around you. Uh, they listen to you, go through your trigger. They can point out some blind spots. Or even better, they can ask you some amazing questions and you can find that innate wisdom within you to see what you did, what choice you made uh, that pushed you down the road to drink. And then you can say, okay, what do I need to do to minimize uh, the likelihood that would happen? And this is where patience comes in because if you have been operating in a certain way, um, neurologically and biologically and psychologically, making these um these decisions without even thinking about it at an unconscious level. And now all of a sudden you want to change that, right? So I'm on about things like um, uh, feeling fearful and lonely and bored so you turn to drink, uh, feeling anxious and stressed and overwhelmed so you turn to drink, um, 
getting triggered and being really angry and shouting and screaming at people and then disconnecting from them and choosing a drink. If this has been your modus operandi for decades and decades and decades, have a bit of patience because it's going to take a long time to change that. I stopped drinking alcohol over 10 years ago. Uh, I was 35 when I stopped drinking alcohol. Actually, I'm 48 now. So I was 35 when I stopped drinking alcohol. I would say I didn't even, I didn't even have a, a way of discerning whether or not I was above or below the line in conscious or unconscious energy until I was around 44, 45. <laughs> so for 10 years, I'm someone who doesn't drink alcohol and I'm repeatedly making mistakes, um, not showing up for people, being selfish, being in victim consciousness for a decade <laughs> before I finally get it, before I finally find the right jam, right? I find a group of people who are like-minded on the same pursuit. I find a group of people who can teach me these things and show me my blind spots. And I just said to myself, do you know what? Um, the day that I die, when I'm 120 something, um, I'm still going to be making mistakes and I'm good with that. Like I'm good with that, right? Like it's not no big deal. Yeah. So I'm going to shut up now, but I think I could summarize it, summarize it like this, right? As I said to this, this uh, client of mine today, it is normal for us to worry when we are in the midst of change. It is normal for us to get into the status game and to compare our progress with other people. That's normal as well. It's normal for our inner critics, our judges, to start berating us. It is normal for us to slip into victim consciousness and to be a victim and to make life and everything around us and other people, villains and heroes, that's all gravy. It's all normal as well, right? What is really, really important is that we have a sense of clarity about what it is we want to achieve, and we have faith, okay? We have faith that it is going to take a long time or a short time. You know, you know, people can accelerate learning, you know, very, very another thing that can that can easily happen. To have faith and to have patience that if you have that clarity, then it is just a question of when you're gonna get there and not if. I was reading something uh, from Malcolm Gladwell the other day, not Malcolm Gladwell, um, John Gottman, um, in one of his relationship books. It was really sad. And it was um that it was basically People have no idea um, what they're losing until they lose it, right? Because they give up way, 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 way too early because they don't have that mental map and they don't understand that they're actually on the right path, doing the right things. It's just for some people, it takes longer to get there than others. And that's why that patience and that self-compassion is really, really important, okay? So I hope that was helpful uh, to you. If uh, you want to ask me any questions at all or learn more about the work we do here, just email me at the strive method at gmail.com. And thank you, all of you, for rating and reviewing the show and to sharing it with other people and telling other people about it. Really appreciate it. And uh, just again, give some love to Stan, our producer who is currently fighting a war over in Ukraine um, away from his family. So, Stan, we love you, brother. Much love. All right. Take care, everybody, and strive on.